Jones, Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones. It's a podcast about Indiana Jones. Every movie, one minute at a time. Indiana Jones, Minute. Welcome back to the Indiana Jones Minute. This is the podcast where we probably stay out of range of the film Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, one minute at a time. I'm Tom Taylor. I'm Pete St. Polycarp of Smyrna, patron saint of dysentery, Mummert. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of fun, isn't it? It is. I'm trying to force you back into being Gerald Christopher Marcus Porter, I think. <laughs> one of these days. Well, I, you know. You know what, Pete? That was a beautiful move. I'm Gerald Christopher Marcus Porter. Oh, that's hey, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Like although, got... although I will say, I will say, I think this might be. Uh, we've had a Marcus storm. I'm afraid this might just be the eye of the hurricane. Hmm. You know, we'll see. where it's kind of just it's, it's quiet, yeah. but you're, that's only because you're in the eye of the storm. <laughs> we'll see. I it's like it's like you got hit on the head with another coconut. Now you're you've reverted. <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, but I'm Pete the Retailer. Oh, hey, yeah. hello. Welcome back, Pete. Thank you. Boop. It's good to see Welcome you. Welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> wait, you can see me. Yeah. There you are. I'm a real What's boy. That, wait a minute. Is he really? Who is that? Wait, Smyrna, the patron saint of dysentery, or those afflicted by? I I don't know. I didn't yeah, go that the disease deep. or the <laughs> yeah he's, <laughs> he's like no I'm just in charge of the disease you guys if you have if you're suffering from it you're on your own not all patrons I'm here to cool. protect the virus <laughs> dear who is it of of dear Saint Saint whatever. Polycarp he was one of the big guys he was like he got Saint martyred Polycarp. he was like one of the really really early martyrs yeah see you lady a lady of you know what yeah, there's a whole <laughs> bunch of them like when you get from like the first century to the sixth century you're like mm-hmm. oh yeah they racked up a lot of them mm-hmm. by then most of them are martyrs yeah i'm not catholic so i don't know how all this works but like we do <laughs> you, got <it. laughs> you got it yeah you i'm glad i didn't one and whatever flavor you want <laughs> glad everyone didn't gasp after i said that and nobody's going to call you on it it's just, you just make up you say saint blah blah the patrons in blah 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 and hey, that's people. not cool that's also not entirely true because yeah. we've got father david listening that's true. Oh, right? that that is yeah. true. He will. He will come. <laughs> also, before we get started, it always sounds like Jerry. You're saying paint, patron, pa- patron, patron, patron saint. No, it's patron. It is, but I think you say patron a lot. It does sound like patron I say sometimes. Patron? The Patreon saint of <laughs> yeah, the Patreon yeah. saint of, of right. supporters of the show. I say of the course, patron, Father David. Patron, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. I, don't know. I have weird speech impotiments. <laughs> that's, that's why we love you. Um, all right. Let's use our words for this awkward segue for minute 85, <laughs> <laughs> which begins with Vogel saying that uh, where they're going must be within three or four miles, and it ends with Sala mourning the loss of his brother in law's car. So yeah, Vogel says we must be within three or four miles, otherwise we are off the map. And after talking to uh, Thor, our cartographer, mm-hmm. how on earth would he possibly know this? Because there's no legend of any kind on that map. Yeah, people need to stop ta- uh, calling that a map. 
Yeah. Like that's not a man. Like what? And what he's like looking at it as he's like, oh, it's over this way. Yeah. According to this friendly's placemat that I scribbled on, <laughs> it's pointing around this bend. <laughs> Squiggly I, line in the yeah. thing. We have to turn left at how to make a Manhattan. <laughs> Just over Tic Tac Toe Ridge. Yeah, I got stuck in that maze. <laughs> I feel like, you know, sometimes being a good leader is, is knowing what you're not good at. Right, Vogel? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's why you hire other people who, who don't do stuff that, you know, who do, who do stuff that maybe you don't do. Yeah. <laughs> Although, to be fair, he actually seems like he finds it pretty easily, so maybe he is the guy that knows how to do this. Yeah. Sure. Maybe he's like a hobbyist cartographer. <laughs> <laughs> You can only read really horrible maps <laughs> that were done by other hobbyists. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, I recognize this lack of craftsmanship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the famous Jones projection. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, Marcus, uh, well, I should ask you, Jerry. Marcus gets very serious here. He says, you're meddling with powers you cannot possibly comprehend. And does this... I'm not even sure what my answer is, but Jerry, you've had a hard time with Marcus in this movie. That's well documented. Does this <laughs> at all get you a little bit back to the Marcus you love? I, you know, I, I was just surprised he isn't wearing a red clown nose. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Donovan shoots him with a seltzer bottle when he offers him a drink. <laughs> Yeah. Well, bingo, we're about to find the Holy Grail. What do you think of that? <laughs> he reaches out at Bogle. Uh-uh. No, I mean, I, I have no idea. Bogle's got the flower uh, that shoots water in his face. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta wet your whistle, Marcus. <laughs> no, actually, you know what? what's great, Pete, and I think we're in synchronicity here, and I and I love it. We're in, we're, we're in communion here, is I actually did have... Uh, my name is Joe Christopher Marcus Porter. Whoa. To answer oh, your nice. question. Yeah, I really did. Nice. I really did. To answer your question here, Tommy, you know, it's it's really not that hard. It's not that hard at all. All I wanted was uh, just a little bit of this. Mm -hmm. That was all. Yeah. I, I really, really like Marcus here. This is all I needed. He's great. He is one line. Uh, it's a serious line and, and they kind of like he says, you know, he says you're meddling with powers you cannot possibly comprehend. And, uh, you know, they, they show his face. He doesn't say anything else. He doesn't let out a fart afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he just he just like they show his face and he's he's serious. I'm like, that was it, man. That, that, that was all yeah. I was looking for. So you like see. your Marcus with a catchphrase. Hmm. No, I mean, well. That that's that's low. <laughs> that's low. <laughs> no, I don't think a catchphrase is necessarily bad. I think I, I feel like, yeah, you're using my own energy against me, <laughs> like judo. I realize you're more fun riled up than all peaceful and happy. <laughs> you mean because I mean he doesn't say that exactly. When does he say that exactly? It's not the exact thing, but it's pretty close yeah. to what he says in Raiders. No, it is. It is. It is. And and, and I mean it. Sure, you're right. It is a little catch philosophy phrase. It's, it's a sentiment that he yeah. espouses more than once. See, yeah. I was wondering yeah. more if it's he's dealing with dementia a little bit now, and he just sort of s says the same thing over and over. <laughs> <laughs> 
Maybe. I, you know what? Yeah, that would make sense. He's in the hot sun. It's interesting, though, because unlike with Indy, Elsa actually looks over at him like and thinks about this really hard. Yeah. 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 I, no, I know. You're I right. I noticed that look right. this time. And yeah. I was like, oh, wow. Like, she's she's taking that seriously. Yeah. And what what is she thinking though? Does she agree with him or is she just is she suddenly confronted about this with the for the first time and she's like, "Huh, I hadn't thought about that before." Yeah, you know, like in hindsight after you see the end of the movie, do you say, "Oh, that was her thinking, you know, yeah, these guys don't know what they're up against and they're not, they don't know what they're dealing with and I'm going to play them. I'm going to play that against them." Sort or is she looking over and just, "Oh man, this guy really is a moron, isn't he?" <laughs> <laughs> she's looking over she's like who said that i can't my goggles are all fogged up i can't you guys here? <laughs> well so okay so i question for pete the retailer here yeah so why does marcus say this and why does he think this here in uh 1938 is is it because a the guy just has faith and uh he has a respect for this sort of thing the, these types of holy grail type of antiquities things of a religious nature things that are that sacred or is it that like (laughs) you know he had a sit down with indy after raiders and he's like so hey what happened and he's like you know indy was like no no you you know all that stuff you're talking about the boogeyman and all that like you were right like it was really crazy i had my eyes shut so i can't really tell you what happened but i know (laughs) it was spiritual and i know it was serious and like you were right to warn me at the beginning of raiders here when i was packing my bags yeah, I, I think it's definitely more like that. And p- potentially, hopefully, you know, if this is a uh, a wider universe, you know, more things happen to these people when they're not on screen. So mm-hmm. maybe even after uh, Raiders or, or even before, maybe Marcus has seen things to just make him more convinced that like, oh, yeah, all this stuff that is legendary is actually kind of real. So Right. Well, that, now I, I like that idea that maybe... Marcus has seen so many crazy things that, I mean, he's now kind of just gone a little batty. (laughs) (laughs) But okay. So here, now I'm going to use your energy (laughs) against you and (laughs) throw it back at you. If that's the case, that's not a guy who sits in his little curating office and like goes to little wine and cheese cocktail parties. You, you you have to choose wisely here, Peter. Which Marcus is your Marcus? Because I don't know. If he's he can seen just... so much in crazy things. That would mean that he's out on these adventures. He I don't was. know if he has to have seen stuff. I think he could just like be reading and studying stuff. And I mean, for Henry hasn't seen anything, and he firmly believes in you know the 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 power of the Grail and everything. So. I don't Wait know. a minute! I don't know if that's been established. Maybe not. I'm just talking. I'm making a point. <laughs> <laughs> you you think it's not been established that Henry believes in it? We don't. I, it's, it hasn't been established that Henry has a spiritual or uh, particular, I guess, theological or religious affinity for the Holy Grail. I think he's a dude who's like uh, obsessed with this object, but we don't even know what he's going to do if he procures it like what what is he going to do put it on his mantle or worship or you know take it down to saint john's cathedral and and donate it i thought you were going to go a different direction with that because i thought he does have a spiritual affinity that we had seen pretty conclusively but that he had never been a field worm so we don't know that he's ever actually been out in the field like indy and apparently marcus have well i'm not saying he couldn't develop one Mm -hmm. i just don't see one now Mm -hmm. Hmm. it's tricky 
Yeah. I know we had this conversation, but again, I, I get tired yeah. and I forget what we said. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm asking Pete the retailer's questions. Here, Pete, why don't you run Minute <laughs> You run a successful yeah. podcast. You seem pretty lucid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here's the ball. Why don't you run with it? You know, but I, I, th- I think him being kind of, you know, him seeing a lot would make him kind of more... He's like, yeah, it's all it's all out there, and so he wouldn't be the like, kind of necessarily be the guy running around. He would be the guy in the office, just being knowing, you know, studying the stuff and and kind of hmm. understanding. Like he doesn't have to go see it to prove that it's real. He doesn't have to actually, you know, like go find it and and get in trouble, mm-hmm. get in danger anymore. He can just kind of, you know, study the clues and be like, well, yep, yeah, I I don't have to hold that in front of me, but I know that that's probably real, and that that drives with what I believe in and what I've seen. Um, so he's content just to kind of sit there and mm-hmm. be like, okay, be a, be a scholar of it. And maybe he's just really gullible and Indy's kind of an unreliable narrator and Indy always comes back and he's like, Hey Marcus, you know, I saw this arc and everybody melted or I saw these magic <laughs> rocks and this whole village came back to life <laughs> and Marcus is just eating all this stuff up. <laughs> and so he's like, Oh my God, every one of these things has powers we can't comprehend. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, I mean, there are plenty of church-going folk who, you know, fully believe all that stuff. You know, they, 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 you know, blessed are those who those who believe and have not seen. You know, there's mm-hmm, like right. you don't you don't have to go out and be a field worm and 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 open the ark of the covenant or anything. Right. You know, for a lot of people, this, uh, they just take it on faith, and right. that's what kind of what Marcus says at the beginning of the movie. He's like, you know, I'm 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 taking a lot of things on faith at my age. You know. Well, doesn't Indy ask him, Marcus? Do you believe? Yeah, and he's kind of like, I, it sounds like he's saying I do, but there's no way yeah. I can explain that to you. Right, right, right. Hmm. Yeah. And it's, I mean, there's a huge, you know, there's a lot of ground between, you know, just believing in, you know, the divine, you know, believing in your particular God and then believing that like, oh, no, well, this this cup has the magic powers of that God kind of, you know, imbued mm-hmm. in it and can do crazy things. You know, there's a, there's a huge... Right, yeah you know, gap between like, oh yeah, well, I, I believe that, you know, this person existed and we can find artifacts of them to being like, and if we find those artifacts, we can <laughs> then unleash the wrath of God and destroy the invading army. Yeah. yeah. All of Jesus' leftovers are super weapons. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's really weird about that then? Why did Marcus then stand in Henry's house and, you know, he says, Marcus, get me, and he says, Marcus, get me a ticket to Venice. And he goes, you know, I'll take two. Mm-hmm. You're like, so if he knows that the grail is not to be disturbed, just like he knew that about the Ark of the Covenant, like if he knows the grail is not to be disturbed or not to be meddled with or messed with or whatever you want to, you know, drunk from, whatever you want to say, then what, like, then why does he agree to go on these madcap adventures where <laughs> he already thinks that if we get anywhere near this canyon or the grail, don't touch it. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's exactly why he's going along, to make sure nobody right. meddles with it. Oh, man. That would be a crazy twist, like do another story where like Marcus is just this like maybe he's an angel the whole time and he's just there to protect these things and make sure like and have it kind of be a scene where like something is going to go wrong and like you know Indy can't quite protect him all of a sudden like Marcus just like imbued with power it's like no you must not touch this now I want this to be a wings of desire tie-in and he's going to turn to oh Peter Falk in a minute yeah <laughs> Well, it's kind of weird. Did Marcus just put this together now in this car ride? 
Or did, did he have time to think in the back of the Nazi Potemkin village truck? He's like, you know what? I probably shouldn't be seeking this. This has just been bad news. You know, ever since I, you know, landed in Venice. <laughs> this really isn't a fun trip yeah. for me. Or is he just saying, you know what? The Nazis are bad and they're just looking at this as a weapon. You know, maybe right. we're looking at this from a different point of view than they are. Maybe they don't know what they're dealing with. Yeah, I think intent is important. Like, he's, he's probably not looking to disturb it, but just discover it. So he's mm-hmm. after the knowledge and maybe, you know, the, leave it all intact, leave everything where it is and just be like, oh, so this, having this artifact, you know, knowing where it is, being able to lay eyes on it is enough that it, it would be like, you know, this verification of, of everything that A, he studied and B, that he believes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, what's really interesting is, uh, you know, I like that the Ark of the Covenant is the greatest, uh, you know, weapon of mass destruction. And then the Grail is the greatest regenerator of something. (laughs) It's whatever the opposite of mass destruction. You're like, it's mass healing. Yeah. Mass construction. Yeah. Mass construction. You have mass everlasting life giving thing. Yeah, so if you were, like, if you were like melted by the ark, then you quickly drank out of the grail. Oh. Would you would you be able yeah. to undo it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. How do I look? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was wondering that. Like, do you get frozen in your last state whenever you drink it? Oh wow! Hmm. So, like, if you drink it and like you've got a sunburn, like if they're all sunburned, does that mean they have a sunburn for the rest of their lives? <laughs> They have like a bad haircut and they're like stuck in the bad haircut. (laughs) (laughs) I'll never heal this bad haircut. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then what's great is then the the Shankara stones are just like, they're just really local. But on the other hand, they're kind of, they're the perfect bridge because they're both destructive and constructive, Mm. depending on how you use them. Well, the Grail is like if you're playing a video game and there's like, you know, power ups and like health you know, restore things. You don't want, you don't want the, your, your enemies to get those, uh-huh. you know, cause then they'll be, Oh wait, that guy's got twice the health. Now it's going to take it forever to bring him down. Uh, stinks. You know, that, that, that's where Marcus is with this. Maybe, you know, keep the, well, it's, you know, what's weird. What's crazy is the Ark of the covenant actually was like, uh, that's been tested empirically. Right. Isn't that right, Pete? I mean, like the 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 they 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 went to Jericho. Was it the Israelites went to Jericho and they walked around the town of Jericho three times or whatever, or seven times, and then they blew the trumpet and the walls fell down, and they had the Ark of the Covenant with them. You're like, yeah, that is an actual weapon of mass destruction and blah 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 blah. But the Holy Grail, I don't know how an army would use that unless they all just couldn't die. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like a like a medic in your party. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you're playing Age of Empires and they've got the priests that come along and chant and everyone around them gets healed. Yeah. Right. yeah. Wizard needs some food. <laughs> Badly. <laughs> but that's I mean, that's God, what a mess. Like imagine you're on the, the, the Russian front and you gotta pass this grail <laughs> up and down. One sip for everybody. You know, the whole fr- Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's frozen. <laughs> right. That's ridiculous. Yeah, um, that's ridiculous. I love I love Indiana Jones up on the hill in this scene. 
there's like is so it? many things that I really like about this moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do too. There's, <laughs> I really like when he says he's watching them with binoculars. And of course, I want to say there are two panthers down there, but I don't see any way to say. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. He's, 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 but he's looking. And he's like, they got a tank. And it sounds like he's like, God, that's so cool. They have a tank. I know. I know the way he says it. <laughs> it sounds like a kid. Like, wow, look at that tank. That's awesome. Well, you know what is weird, though? Listen, right now, listen to second 27. Okay. He sa- Indy says, I see Brody. He seems okay. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that is not Indy. That is not Harrison Ford. I wrote that. You okay? I wrote that in my notes. I was like, that sounds yeah. really weird. Is that ADR? Is that even Harrison Ford? I know it might not be. It said has nothing to do with Harrison Ford. I wasn't I, buying I, it I'm not even sure who says that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds nothing like him. It seems like weird, like unnecessary exposition that they added in in post, and they just had somebody else, they had an impersonator, just go in and be like, "Well, we 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 want to make him seem like he cares about Marcus." Or, I don't know. I don't know what the idea. Yeah, was, exactly. Yeah. We want to make him seem like he cares about. Mar- I just listened. It does. It. it sounds like the video game voice of Harrison yeah. Ford. Yeah, totally. I don't know. I actually want Harry to King? accept it. <laughs> yeah, it's Perry King. I kind of want to accept, accept it as as Harrison Ford, like leaning on his elbows, on his like, laying on his chest. Like it sounds a little like just like a weird Harrison Ford to me. I don't know, but it doesn't really match up with they got a tank either, though. Yeah, yeah it doesn't yeah. match up with they got a tank. It doesn't they, when he says they got a tank. You're like that sounds like Harrison Ford maybe was just on his elbows and he's sweating in his knee, and that sounds like that. Although he uh-huh. is sitting up when he says they have a tank. Yeah. Right. So is, does that change the scene? It, like if it, originally when they shot it, it just said they've got a tank. And they, although the script does say that I see Brody, he seems okay. But oh, does that change what, what their plan? Like, because I have no idea what their plan is here. Are they planning to do some kind of daring rescue of Marcus? Or is their plan just to kind of follow them along? Yeah, well, I don't know. It seems like they're just sort of keeping tabs on him for now. Because, yeah, what are they going to do? Indy right. has no intention of staying hidden, though. Like he's standing up here flashing their coordinates, basically. <laughs> and he's not doing anything to stop. By the way, stop. I have a qu- what? What flashes? What is the glint? I think it's the binoculars, right? Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Like the lens yeah. of is binoculars it? is yeah. reflecting. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's the, the windshield of the sand crawler. <laughs> oh, there, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or he's winking right then. <laughs> 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 yeah, that the the macro binoculars definitely are Star Wars, and yeah. the uh, it, it also reminds me of Indy and Tannis when he's using the binoc the uh, that surveyor scope. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's very cool. Um, and then that the the follow up. This is uh, my. I feel like I was not alone but you know kind of growing up i wasn't uh, uh i didn't have a huge group of friends that to share these references with and it, mm. I, I outgrew well they outgrew me let's say a lot so like, <laughs> you know there's definitely you know my my neighbor that i went to see raid uh, um, temple of doom with and you know people who were totally like when we were you know eight were totally into it and then like as i kept being into it and they were into other things like sports and uh-huh. um, <laughs> then so I didn't really have a kind of like a, a big kind of key group of like people that were into Star Wars and Raiders and Star Trek and all this stuff. Um, but then it kind of cemented in college where I just kind of locked into a group of, you know, showed up and all of my other 
you know, a, a lot of the other friends that I was with there were just like, oh, yeah, no. And they were like quoting, you know, Superman 2. And I was like, oh, th- these are people that I am with now. Uh, Started but crying. This, yeah, exactly. I was like, where have you been my whole life? Um, but this, uh, the part with like, dad, we're well out of range is totally my RA, my freshman year RA, who was, who was really cool, like, perfect guy for all this stuff like he was like knew all the same stuff and was was a a friend of ours like instantly pretty much um (laughs) that was his like one of his favorite parts in this like he would always say it like dad we're well out of range (laughs) because it's perfect like um uh, like you know he's being a kid kind of like and being yeah uh like when you yeah you see, you know, even, you know, fully grown adults, you know, just like interacting with their parents and being like, ah, mom, like it's that same like <laughs> exact thing. It's not the right remote control, mom. <laughs> yeah. It's for the toaster. <laughs> but Indy seems to be completely misunderstanding his dad or else because he, he doesn't say, oh, they can't see us. He says we're well out of range. And so it almost seems like he doesn't care if they see him, which seems like a really stupid I, yeah, idea. I don't. I, I, with all due respect to your RA, um, <laughs> I, I, I don't understand this line at all or what the heck. If Indy knows that that's a six-pound gun, uh-huh. mm-hmm. he's going to – I mean, I, I don't know anything about six-pound guns, but that doesn't seem crazy to be within range of a tank. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like if he said, Dad, they're not going to see us, or Dad, they can't see us from up here, or like, Dad, you're being ridiculous, they can't, uh, yeah, they can't see us. But he doesn't seem to care that they can see him. No, that's what's strange. He doesn't seem to care that they'd even be seen. He's just like, even if they see us. He's assuming they can't see them, and he's saying even if they did, we're fine. There you go. Like, you know, they, they can't shoot us. Yeah. And then so it's a little bit of, you know, uh, bravado too. You know, a good part of like always knowing the right thing to do is pretending that you know the right thing to do a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it works right. out. Yeah. Then it's like, oh, he always knows the right thing to do. Um, yeah. And so I think that's, you know, he's like, you know, obviously there's there. Plus, he's a little bit annoyed by his dad. So he's like, yeah. oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> doing this. <laughs> it's, you know what? I, I'll say it's a classic Last Crusade signature. Hmm. I can say that now. It's minute eighty-five. We're <laughs> here. You mean the 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 cut? Then the cut to like the Gilligan cut to the car blowing up? Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just like that's that's this is probably like the seventeenth one of these. You know, set them up, knock them down. Oh, I think this is <laughs> one of the better ones. I like this one. It is one of the better ones. Yeah, I it is. I, I it's one of the better ones. But still, you know what? It's great because I don't know. It's great because of Harrison Ford being indie he like kind yeah. of it's his face and his scramble and his dustiness yeah. his scramble his... might be my favorite part of the entire movie maybe it's, <laughs> I mean, well, I'll, maybe, okay that's an exaggeration but it's like my new favorite discovery from this movie maybe watching it for this is this like yeah. full on like whoop, 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 like just like, kind of yeah. like he's like everywhere at once just freaking out he's like, oh my gosh they're actually shooting at us my dad was yeah. right here's a question did all three of them fight in world war one because they all seem to know that the shell, just by the sound of it, is going to land behind the wall. That's super because, weird. Yeah, because both Henry and oh. Sala run in front of the wall, which you would think they would hide behind it, but they run in front of it. Yeah. And then the shell blows oh. up the yeah, car. Henry yeah. was just yelling, yeah, Henry's yelling at them to get behind the rocks for safety in case mm-hmm. they shoot at them. And then as soon as they shoot at them, they all scramble to the other side of the rocks. Yeah. Which I guess if they were, like, if they were in the trenches and they had learned the sounds of these, they might have... Maybe they all were in the war and they all learned, hey, that means we got to get, it's going to go farther. We need to get in front of the wall. 
Hmm. It seems like a pretty accurate, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Guess. Well, that's the thing. Like they would have had to, Hunch. they would have had to have some experience, or else, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it doesn't really make any sense. It's really weird. I'm watching it now, and you're right. They all jump out like the shell is guaranteed to whiz over or yeah. past them. Yeah, which is kind of what you hear all the time. Like if you read those World War One books, they're, you know, they're like, oh, you could tell why this was a whiz bang, or you could tell by this when it was going to go over our heads, or this was going to land in front of us. Or oh, that's crazy. Hmm. I, well, I was wondering were the Nazis trying to hit the car like according to <laughs> donovan and the nazis did they just strike a bullseye yeah and i was so, wondering so that too like, yeah and the other crazy thing about it is do they see indiana jones like forget a glint i'm not talking about a glint <laughs> or binoculars do they see indiana jones or do they see a glint and be like you know shoot them shoot them both <laughs> yeah that's, <laughs> a, that's a great question just... yeah well because later on like in a couple of minutes, there's like doubt. Like, oh, was it the Joneses? I don't know. Like, I think they just saw something, and they're like, oh, you know, that might be the Jones boys following us. We know they escaped. We know that they're they would be the ones out here following us. You know, let's just take a shot. But up did they hit? Did they hit the car by mistake, or are they aiming for the car? <laughs> That's a good I don't know. Point. I'm not even sure they can see the. I think they just take a shot up there, and they just luckily hit the car. Yeah, they probably saw uh, that's something. That's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, and they just aim for whatever that thing was. Yeah, that can't that that turret can't be that accurate either. Right, right. But am I? I mean, it's, okay, Pete, is that out of range for a, a six-pound tank gun? I'll let other Pete take this because I have no idea. I'll assume he's talking to Pete the retailer. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I, I think it's uh, obviously they're they're within range. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know what a six-pound gun is. So it's like... I don't either. <laughs> oh, I have a great question. I have a fantastic question. No, he he did not think surprise was wiser. No, no, no. This is even better. When they fired the gun, did he say target maximum firepower? <laughs> oh. <laughs> the answer is yes. Of course he did. Of course. <laughs> Distance well, another... power generator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Distance to Henry Jones. Let's see. The ordnance quick firing six pounder seven or just six pounder was a British fifty seven millimeter gun, serving prime as a primary anti tank gun of the British Army during World War Two. Hmm. Mm. It was in service nineteen forty two to nineteen sixty. So that can't hmm. be this, right? Yeah. And also, I'm looking at the shot right now from the tank's eye view, and you can't see the car. You can only see a glint. Mm. Right. That's what I. But that's what I'm wondering. Did they, they just shoot up there for fun? Yeah, maybe it's a little or, target practice. Yeah. Oh, here I you. I don't know. know. You got a, another uh, a six pounder gun or six pounder usually denotes a 57 millimeter gun and firing gun firing a projectile weighing approximately six pounds. Uh, and they go back to the 1800s and different types of it. Hmm. Um, oh yeah, here this is. Uh, there's perfect like I clicked on the example for the one from the uh that goes back to nineteen seventeen. Uh-huh. Uh, and the picture that they use as an example is totally like a Mark V tank that's like perfect looks exactly <laughs> like this tank. So <laughs> I guess that's gotta be it. It's the ordinance QF six pounder six CWT Hotchkiss Mark One and Mark Two. Huh. Um so it's a Hotchkiss. <laughs> I'm trying to see what the range is, though. Barrel length, shell, caliber, breech. 
and we call it hydro spring. Bring me the hydro spring. <laughs> oh, here we go. Effective firing range, 7,300 yards. Whoa. Whoa. That's way too much. They're well within range. It's a tank. Yeah. That's nuts. That's crazy. <laughs> hey, speaking of range, can I, 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 I've, I've earned the reputation of, of, of being a crank about this movie, even though I really like it. Uh-huh. It's one of my favorite movies. So everybody leave me alone. I'm just picking at this thing because I'm watching it <laughs> one minute at a time. For God's sake, I got to get through this thing. But listen. Uh, he does, I, I gotta give him credit for this amazing shot. We're talking about the dad. It's way out of range. They timed that line of dialogue with the tank firing way, way, like thousands of yeah. feet away down there. That's a one <laughs> shot. That's really, really, really nicely done. Yeah. Very cool. Although yeah. what yeah. I think is not completely nicely done is that the muzzle flash and the sound happen at the same time. Mm. Oh, see, Pete, come on. I'm trying to <laughs> 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 that's so a good hard. good point scrambling. yeah no, that but, is true. that's true i'm scrambling but that's uh that's cinematic though it is it is it, it, it makes more sense from a storytelling perspective yeah. but i'm looking down at this column too and it that does look like the sand crawler that big rock you're right p3 taylor behind them <laughs> oh yeah it's like a sand oh, crawler is yeah. kind of falling over <laughs> <laughs> like they shot that first so now they're coming after the car <laughs> i want to know is that omar's car no, it's his brother. I don't think Omar's his brother-in-law, is he? Is Omar's brother-in-law? I think he is. There's... Maybe it is Omar's car because Omar had a garage. But wait, yeah, Omar had a garage. The way it settled, tap the brakes. Whoever said that Omar was was Salah's <laughs> brother-in-law? Didn't he I'm say not it in the movie? Couldn't possibly be. I'm just. Uh, okay, I'm looking it up right now. You gotta have. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's worth. It. If we can look up six pounder, we can look yeah. up Omar. Omar was a friend <laughs> and brother-in-law of Salah. <laughs> Listen, when in, when in doubt, go to the Wikipedia. It doesn't say friend and brother-in-law, does it? That's not a thing. It does. It says friend and brother-in-law. You need to go oh, to the Ratopedia. Case in point, that's baloney. <laughs> the they phrase friend and brother-in-law. Well, that's because he says that's my brother-in-law's car. Yeah. It's kind of like a little... Probably friend and then you know, cool. later brother-in-law. Yeah, like they were friends, but, and he's like, "Hey, have you met my I sister?" Presume- this is just like Star Wars. There's five people in the galaxy. And they're all <laughs> yeah. related to each other. Well, you know what's really weird is so if that's his brother-in-law's car, it's is not. that how Sala got to Eskedron? Yeah, I think so. Did he drive his brother-in-law's car all the way from Cairo? Oh, wow! But his brother-in-law also, like he, his brother-in-law is the one that did the hidden van behind the garage trick. Mm-hmm. Right, and he had the garage, so right. this all kind of ties in together. It does. You're right. Yeah. His brother-in-law's got his own Potemkin village. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but why wouldn't he just say Omar? Because is uh, Indy's on a first name basis. But we don't know who Omar is. Yeah, I don't even remember if they said who Omar's name is. Indiana Raiders. Jones is the one guy who says Omar in Raiders of the Lost Ark. You guys have not even seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> Maybe he was saying it for Henry's benefit. Henry doesn't know who the hell Omar is. Oh, that's oh true. yeah, that's true. But now I definitely want to see Omar and Indiana Jones story spinoff film. Because he's got his own <laughs> yeah. whole thing worked out. <laughs> There's a, adventures around the globe where they turn trucks into yeah. hidden storefronts. It's all car-based. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hidden trucks. <laughs> um, 
Well, before we uh, before we go anywhere, too, I should probably save this for like the plug area or whatever. But uh, um, hell, I'm going to do it here because what are you going to do? Kick me off the show? Um, <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll, we'll reserve judgment. Um, but uh, I, since I've, I've got a streak going, I wanted to bring up another uh, uh, recommend another Alexi Sale show. It was Alexi Sale's Merry Go Round. It was the third iteration of his BBC kind of sketch comedy shows. Um, and this one is the most recent. So this is kind of a 90s version of it. Um, late 90s, maybe. Uh, and this one had a bunch of people that are now people that you've heard of. Um, like Edgar Wright wrote for it and I think directed some of it. Noel oh, wow. Fielding was on it. Uh, Peter Sarfinowitz was on it. A bunch of bunch of current British, a bunch of current British was involved in that. So <laughs> want to recommend that. I think that one's the hardest to find out of the three, but Oh weird. Um but keep an eye out for it. There's funny stuff. Awesome. Yeah. I love that guy. And it's a weird brackish kind of between between the kind of Python stuff and the kind of more current uh, absurdist stuff. Mm-hmm. Did you we should ask you, did you finally uh discover Monty Python? Uh, some I'm not as well versed in it as as most oh, nerds of my of my age and stature. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, that's one of the staples. That's one of the cornerstones of of a certain kind of nerdery. I, I know. I, I hope you're not left out in the cold or anything. I, I, a little bit. I am. Alex will make references that I don't get all the time to <laughs> Monty Python. I'm like, huh? I'm like I've, I've... <sighs> Uh, but I then I referenced like the same ridiculous you know like episodes that I caught on tape from uh, you know the one where you, Alexi Sales doing a cooking show and nobody nobody gets it. No. Okay, I'll just make my own little references. I'll, I'll be hipster. I'll be like, oh yeah, Monty Python is the popular <laughs> one, but you know it's a little. It's, I'm a fan of this other absurdist sketch comedian. You probably never heard of. Him. I don't get that guy's references. He's awesome. <laughs> exactly. Where'd he come from? <laughs> He's ragging on Thatcher. <laughs> well, I think that does it for minute eighty-five, doesn't it, everybody? Right, Jerry. Uh, why? Right, Jerry? Yeah, uh, why? Yes. Why? Yes. Uh, speaking of not getting references and in-laws and the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, hey, this just in from Professor Christy Porter. Oh my word. Oh my word! It's bitter. It's it. Um, I like a little boogeyman in my Marcus. How does Marcus's faith show up in day-to-day life? Hmm. His faith. Wow. Yeah. His faith. Maybe. Maybe. Uh. You know. His his faith, his religion. I, I can see him sort of like hiding his light under a bushel a little bit. Just sort of, uh, it's it's, it's a, like a very very private thing. He just sort of uh, gleans mm-hmm. this stuff from his research and things, and it's like you know becomes part of his uh, worldview without him necessarily. I don't know, being a church going guy or something. I don't know. Yeah, I could see him maybe going to mass, but vespers would be too much. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, vespers. Yeah. yeah, maybe confession once a year or something. But I don't know what Marcus would confess. Wow. Oh. Be like, be, he's like, no, nah, I met this guy Indiana Jones, and I'm enabling him. Yeah. yeah. I, heard, I heard a guy to dear, steal dear father. The precious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Treasures from dear some father. Active. I'm yeah. a fence. 
Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm a big, dear father, my last confession was the last crusade. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I wonder if he like he says this about everything. Like he takes his car in to get fixed and he's like, ah, oh, you know, I can't figure out what's wrong. And the guy's like, oh, it's just a carburetor. And he's like, oh, you're meddling with powers you can't possibly understand. <laughs> no one knows what a carburetor over, yeah. really does. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he's a bless us, oh, Lord? Like one of those guys who sits down and says grace, like bless us, oh Lord. Maybe, yeah, probably. I think Henry is. Yeah. You think who is? Yeah, Henry. yeah, Henry yeah. could yeah. be. Yeah, Henry could be a, a guy who says uh, grace or blessing or a prayer before meal times. Right. He throws in a for thine in Greek. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> throws in a for thine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Marcus. Marcus has a very personal. Uh, yeah, these are very, always very, very personal moments. After he says these things, like you're meddling with something you shouldn't, whatever. You know, he mm-hmm. always has like a, a, a quiet second or two where he's staring off into space. <laughs> yeah, he just uh-huh. got you know, real. Yeah. yeah, always. Yeah, everything just got real. He's like, you know, I, I don't even know why I come over here anymore. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's getting weird every time. Yeah. Um, don't listen to me. Well, Pete the retailer, why do you keep coming over here? (laughs) (laughs) It seems like you had a fun time the last few days, and we hope you did because we did. I did, and I'm glad. uh, I'm I'm glad I was here, and I I I really do like this movie. Um, Yeah, and it's uh, it's a good one. I I, how does it rank for you against uh, the other two or seven? I don't know how many there are. Three or three other ones. Right. Besides this one. Uh well yeah, much like much like Elsa, this is my number two. Um Okay. Yeah. It's uh I feel like it's similar, you know, similar enough in tone uh to the to Raiders, the original, but not um you know, it if if anything it, it just kind of it's it fails a little bit in uh you know, depth. But uh, as my, mm. my, you know, as I was saying, for the why I like the Phantom Menace better than the other prequels is I'd rather kind of, I'd rather something. Well, uh, usually I say I'd rather be something be bad and goofy than bad and kind of dark. Um, and I'm not saying mm. either of the other Raiders movie, either of the other Indiana Jones movies are bad, um, uh, or any of the Indiana Jones movies. I guess I, don't, I haven't gone back <laughs> to revisit the, the Aliens one, yet, but. Uh, but I prefer I prefer a lighthearted movie that doesn't quite hit versus a, a slightly darker movie that doesn't quite hit. So that's why I like this more than Temple of Doom. Mm. But uh, I mean, nothing's ever going to beat Raiders. But well, I, I won't say never, but it's unlikely. Probably not. Know, probably not. <laughs> Let's just say probably not. Uh, well, awesome. Well, why don't before we go, why don't you uh, remind people where they can find you? because you've got important things going on in other places. Uh, currently, you can find me in my basement talking into a microphone that's attached. To that. <laughs> um, please don't come to my basement, everybody. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I um, rarely update it, but PeteTheRetailer.com uh, sometimes has links to all the stuff that I do. Uh, every once in a while, it breaks and reverts to an old install of WordPress for some reason, so... <laughs> um, don't do that if it's there but yeah, otherwise it would link to uh, um, Star Wars Minute which is my, my bread and butter um, 
Nerd Geek Dork, which is an old show that I used to do with uh, L. Adam. Um, so maybe eventually we'll bring that back in some capacity. Um, I enjoyed that show. Thank you. We did a whole episode about uh, Temple of Doom. Um, That's right. Yeah. We did. Um, also, uh, Alphabetical was another show I did with Adam and Alex from Star Wars Minute and our friend John, and we went through all the Beatles songs alphabetically uh, from uh, 12 to Y. And then uh, currently we're doing uh, ABC Devo. It's me. It's your host, Tom Taylor. It's uh, our other friends, uh, John Engel and Joe Maisel. We go through all the Beatles songs. <laughs> all the Beatles songs. Weirdly, it's called ABC Devo, <laughs> but we go through Beatles songs. Uh, we go through it's all like, the Devo songs in alphabetical order. We're reviewing do. them, chatting about fun. them. Yeah, having fun. Yeah. I love Devo. I better. Well, we're all Devo. <laughs> we are all Devo. Um, and we're also all Indiana Jones. Is that true? Mm. Maybe in some way. To some extent. We can, <laughs> yeah. Everybody look inside your soul and see how much of you is Indiana Jones. And uh, Who among us hasn't yeah. robbed a grave at some point? <laughs> right. Um, we've all got a lot to answer for, just like Indiana Jones. Uh, so please come back here tomorrow with an essay about how much of you is Indiana Jones. And whether or not you turn that in, you can listen to us discuss minute 84. Is that true? Wait, do we just do 85? We're we coming back did. on Monday, yeah. right? Yep. Wait, yeah. what are we? I honestly forget. Okay. Yeah, we're on 85. No, we just 86. finished 85. We just finished 85. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rewind, everybody. Okay. <laughs> but come back on Monday with your essay about how much of you is Indiana Jones. And uh, we will discuss minute 86 of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade here on the Indiana Jones Minute. Hey, Jer, what does the tank do? It hones in on the car. <laughs> oh, my <Wow>. God. <laughs> wow. That was good. I love that. That was just I for you. I, you're the only person Thank that would you. love that. But yeah. This has been a great minute for you and me. <laughs> yeah, you guys came really together. Yeah. yeah. We did. Yeah. We came together here. <laughs>